Getting sober requires a lot more than mind over matter, a lot more than willpower. It's about leveraging the support around you. People in recovery typically need a mix of medical help, emotional support, and changes in lifestyle to manage their addiction, not just mental determination. As both a therapist and someone embracing the recovery lifestyle, there's one tool I always recommend to people needing extra accountability, Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breath analyzer system designed to help you get and stay sober. And here's why I love it. You'll test the same day every day, eliminating testing anxiety. Friends and family receive instant test results, helping you rebuild trust and preventing relapse. Accountability is a part of that, and it's something to really be embraced. Devices have built-in facial recognition, so your support circle knows you're testing, and tamper-resistant sensors flag any attempts at trying to beat the system, so your sobriety is never questioned. So let 2024 be your best year yet. Visit Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M to sign up and receive $50 off your device. That's Soberlink.com forward slash T-A-M. And let accountability be your guide. Welcome to the Addicted Mind Plus, the podcast where recovery, mental health, and wellness take the front seat. I'm Dwayne Osterland, and joining me is my co-host, Eric Osterland, known for his insightful work on the Stuck Brain podcast. In each episode, we'll dive into actionable small steps to help those in recovery journey further along the path to wellness. Our conversations are designed to be concise, typically around 15 minutes, though we may occasionally delve deeper when the topic demands it. Our goal, to provide you with practical advice grounded in real experiences and expert insights to empower your recovery journey. So whether you're on a break, on a walk, or just taking a moment for yourself, join us as we explore the many facets of recovery and mental health one small step at a time. This is The Addicted Mind Plus, where your journey to wellness gets an extra boost. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Addicted Mind Plus, where we provide you with a small step to help you with your recovery, hopefully within 15 minutes. We don't always do that in 15 minutes, but we try. I'm here with my co-host, Eric Osterlin from the Stuck Brain Podcast. Hello, everybody. So today, we decided to talk about a topic that we get asked about a lot from a lot of our listeners. And a lot of people call in and they have gotten sober. They may have uh, maybe a year of sobriety under their belt. Mm -hmm. And they're feeling pretty confident in their sobriety. Like they feel pretty secure in it. But they're also like, what do I do now? What happens now? I feel like I'm kind of stuck. I have this year of sobriety. I'm feeling better. But... I don't know what to do next. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do we do next? So we're we're going to talk about four main, we call them pillars, right? Four main parts of this. And I do want to clarify before we get going that, that it doesn't mean that you have to be a year to have these feelings. You could be two years in sobriety and have these feelings. You could be six months in, but it's that feeling of stuck. What now? I feel comfortable being sober, but I just feel stuck. So that's that's what we're talking about, and we got four pillars that we're gonna we're gonna look at. Good point. So the first one, I would ask you to reflect on the past year or the past time that you've been sober. Dwayne, what are some of the ways you would recommend reflecting over that year? You know what I I love to do is I love to journal, mm -hmm. and writing things out helps me see it on paper. 
it helps me put my thoughts down. So I would encourage everybody, if they're kind of feeling stuck, to get out a pad of paper and a pen. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, just paper and a pen, and write down all the things that happened in the last year and reflect on it, you know, both positive and negative, Mm -hmm. to start to be able to get a clear picture of everything. So I like putting pen to paper. Me too. That helps me. I guess it helps me just kind of see it. I don't know why that is. But so I think journaling and reflection is is what's going to really help you move forward to be able to see it and see it in its context. Yeah. In that moment, I would also make sure you uh, reflect on gratitude, meaning look at where you were and where you are now and how much has changed, right? The dust is probably starting to settle right now. And you're like, wow, a lot has changed. So be be grateful for that change. It might not be where you want it to be, but be grateful that you have changed. Some other people, I know they like to write a letter to past selves. That's a good way to reflect, right? And kind of write that letter out. Yeah. I was also going to say hopes and wishes. Yes. What are my hopes and wishes? Let me look at the past year. Where have I grown and where do I hope and wish to be? Another great question or journaling prompt is to ask yourself the question, if a miracle was to happen today and my life was the way I would want it to be, how would I know what would it look like? Yeah. And use your imagination to start to reflect on what's meaningful to you. And that also gives you some direction on where you want to go and what you want to create. Yeah. And what type of feeling would that bring to me? So when it, when I show up at home, what's the feeling that I would feel when I got home? I also like to take it to the body. Like, how do I feel in that future version of me? Yeah, because often we know what we don't want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's harder to know what we actually want. And so we have to really be creative and take the time to really think about that, to to craft it. And that gives us, direction and guidance. And that kind of goes into our next pillar. Perfect. Which is setting goals, setting our personal goals to try to figure out after we reflect, where do we want to go? What does that goal look like? I think that's really important as well. And this is also pen to paper, right? Put down the goals that you want to accomplish. But I think it's important to talk about that a little bit more because I think a lot of people can get stuck in just setting goals. I think, you know, when we set goals like this, like for the year or for our life, we have to take some time to kind of say, what do I want to create here in my life? Yeah. And what's important to me? Um, We can get lost in, in goals that maybe we think we're supposed to have. Yes. Instead of actually goals that actually are good for us. Yeah. I'm supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to be like that. And that goes back to that reflection and journaling to really be true to ourselves and like what is it that we want to accomplish here? What what are what kind of life are we creating? But I do think we need to put that as a goal and make it concrete in a way so we can look at it and we can make a plan. Absolutely. Yeah, and reflect and make sure those 
Make sure the goal is like in incremental milestones, small milestones. You don't have to put them so far out there. Maybe in three months, this or that. We were talking about this earlier. One of your goals in your life and my goal too is to do more hiking in our life and to get out in nature more. Yes. That's a goal. That was a goal for this next year. Yeah. Is to hit a couple hikes that we really want to do that we probably have to train for. Yeah, we will have to train for. We will have to train for. That's right. <laughs> but like goals like that, because that brings meaning to me. And I think it also brings meaning to you to, to get out and to accomplish those things. And they bring more joy to our life. So thinking of goals like that too, is there a hobby or something that you've wanted to do and you haven't done it? How could you accomplish that? Yeah. And it could be something as simple as trying pottery for the first time. I did that. I wanted to try making pottery and it was a great experience, a great hobby. And it was all set from reflection and I set a goal on it and I tried that and it was great. Great experience. Yeah. And so simple things like that, that bring you joy and, and happiness and a new experience. I think that's a, that's a wonderful way to, to be able to look at it. So being able to set goals and then I think if you're feeling stuck, the next place I would also invest in is your community, building community around yourself. Yeah. And this usually leads out of setting goals. So let's give the hiking example. I wanted to start hiking and going outdoors. So I, I set up a, a goal to do a bit, pretty big hike. And then I had to find a community to hike with. So then I started investing in a hiking community. And I think that's hugely important in sobriety because a lot of our communities that we feel that we have to have to be part of are not uh, necessarily always fun. So having a community of like hikers or somebody you want to do pottery with, um, I don't know, you want to paint with, that is a great community to have because it's not all around focused about being sober. It's just about this event right? This positive event. It, and it's about bringing that joy to your life. I think what's also really important about that is community. When we build community, we build friendships, we build relationships that support us on a deeper level too. So not only do we get to share that joy and positivity with them as we engage in that community, we also can get the support and rely on people when life shows up and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And through our activities and our goals like this, oftentimes this is where we build friendships. And a lot of times in addiction, um, we lose a lot of friends. We lose a lot of people around us. And building good relationships, I think is critical to the recovery process and bringing joy to our life. But we have to invest in them. Yeah, We have to consciously take the time to build them. It's not something that just happens or falls in our lap. But I think that with doing this consciously, we can make make that happen. Yeah. And I love that you use the term invest because that's that's what it is. You're putting time in now so you'll get the benefit of it downstream. And we need people in our life as well. Oh. We need people around us. I, I think we're social animals and we we feel more connected and not so alone in the in the world 
And addiction is the opposite of that. Addiction is about isolation and loneliness. Yep. And recovery is about connection and community. So by investing in that and making that part of your goals, yeah. I think it's going to be really, really important if you're feeling stuck. Find those communities, invest in them. Even if you feel insecure about it, take a chance, be courageous. And like you said, join a hiking club or join something that has some interest to you that you've found through, you know, journaling and reflecting like this mm -hmm. is important to me and then go invest in it because there's other people out there that want to do the same thing right. and want to share that as well. They're out there. You can find them. And what was the last one? Well, I would say if you're really feeling stuck, getting professional help like therapy or coaching, invest in that. If you're feeling stuck and maybe you're struggling with some underlying issues like depression or anxiety or anything like that, jumping into therapy and really investing into it especially, it sounds kind of odd, especially if you're feeling kind of secure in your recovery, it'd be like the odd time to say, oh, go invest in therapy. But I think that's the time to do it. Yeah, I think that's the best time. Yeah, and you can use that. If you're feeling stuck on these other things, like on this reflection or setting goals or building community, getting professional help to help guide you through that is great because someone else who's not you can see things about you that you can't see in yourself and help guide you or just ask you the right kind of questions that can help you be creative in this problem solving and building your life. So I I definitely think that's just a key component of this whole thing is is getting that kind of help. And and if you've done therapy before and you feel like oh it's not working um or you feel stuck in that, maybe it's time to get a different therapist or a different modality yeah. like coaching. Yeah. Or I, I like to niche it down. So if you're if you're going to a therapist but you feel stuck in your career, maybe they're not the right person to work through your career issues. Maybe you should go find a career coach or somebody that specializes in that niche. Um, yeah. I've had a mindfulness coach because I was stuck in mindfulness. Uh, practice and I was having a hard time with it. So I went out and got a mindfulness coach. Um, my therapist wouldn't have helped me with that because they're not into that. So if you if you feel stuck, niche down. That would be a suggestion that I would give. I think that's such a, a, a great suggestion. And like look for the help that can support you in the domain that you're working on. I too have, have been in therapy um, had different therapists and different therapists help me with certain things. And then I've also had coaches too, with specific things that I need help with. They help me set goals and they help me define some of those things so that I can take action. And I think that's just such a worthwhile investment in yourself and, uh, digging into, because I think that we can help you enrich your life a at the end of the day. This is about investing in your mental wellness and your worth Absolutely. and go out and create it and take the action to consciously build the life that you yeah. want. And just to sum it up, this is the time to invest in that, right? While you're actually feeling pretty good, you got a sober brain, you got a healthy brain or a healthier brain. This is the time to double down and invest in therapy, coaching, and all these things that we suggested today. 
Don't wait till you're feeling bad. You want to beat the curb. You want to be ahead of the curve. So start now while you're feeling pretty good. So I would say as we wrap up this episode, if you're feeling stuck, get the support that you need to find your way out of that stuckness. It's out there. These are some things that you can do, some tools that you can use to help move you forward in a life that feels good for you and that you can thrive in. Absolutely. All right. So if you got a lot out of this episode today, share it with a friend, or you could even write a review in iTunes. It helps people find the podcast. So we'd really appreciate that as well. And if you want more information about this episode and a breakdown of this episode, you can go to theaddictedmind.com and just go to this episode and the show notes will be all there so you can get all that information. And once again, thank you for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into the Addicted Mind Plus. We hope today's episode has brought you valuable insights and a small step to support your journey in recovery, mental health, and wellness. For more information about this episode and additional resources, please visit our website at theaddictedmind.com forward slash plus. And if there's a topic you're eager to hear about or a question you'd like us to explore, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us at theaddictedmind.com and let us know your thoughts. Your journey is important and we're here to support you every step of the way. Until next time, take care and keep stepping forward on your path to wellness. I'm Madeline and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.